This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be talking about medications. And what I'm talking about today is my opinion on medications from my own personal background and from my personal history of my own healing. So the background of my working for many, many, many years with people who have been both on medications and not on medications or people who have been on medications and have come off of them and my own personal experience of clearing my anxiety panic without the use of any medications. I want to start this episode by reminding everyone that we are not using medications, use or non-use as a judgment of any kind. Everyone is where they are at right now. This podcast is for information on what I have gathered and gleaned over these years of, again, working with many, many people and my own experience. Let's get started by saying that you are in a relationship with a prescribing physician if you are on medication and all of your medication questions about dosage, about changes, about side effects needs to be answered. You need to take those questions and have them answered by your prescribing physician. They have your history. They have all your other medications that you're on and This is the person who, in their medical wisdom, deemed you a person who could take and use those drugs. It's very important that you go back to the source and have those questions uh, answered by them. We're here today to talk about what all the possibilities are and what the other options are should you decide to not stay on medications, or should you decide to never start taking them? Personal decision that comes down to you and your prescribing physician. We're here for ideas to bring all kinds of things to your plate so you can see what's available and decide, make a wise decision for you. It will be different for everyone. So just know that We are not making any judgment. I have many clients who are on medications, many who are not. It's perfectly fine and we can work both ways. So let's get into the show and see what it is that the differences are and may you and why you may or may not choose to take drugs for dealing with your anxiety panic. One of the first things is that medications, drugs, mask they don't deal with the real problem. 
what happens is they take your body and they change it, your brain being a part of your body, and that is altered by a medication. And so what you want to remember is that is a way of masking what was going on. What we are talking about when we talk about using skills and tools for dealing with anxiety panic, we're talking about changing what caused the reaction so that your brain reacted in the way that it did. So we were trying to take it another level down and you can do that, uh, uh, by yourself. You don't need to have any uh, prescription written for that. So I'm hoping that all of these podcasts that we talk about all the different skills, all the different tools that you can use, that you are finding the way to plug the holes in your leaky bucket, finding the ways to bring your own mind body back to its natural state of peace and calm so that it can repair. And one of the things with meds is that it's not always a good way to learn the new skills. A couple of different reasons there. One is you may get enough of a change in your life from taking either an SSRI or a benzodiazepine. Those are the two drugs I'm going to address today. There are other things that are prescribed for anxiety, but these are the two I will be focusing on today. And what happens is you may be not dealing with learning the skills in the way that you need to, and you may not be learning them as deeply or as easily as if you were not on the drugs. Over time, I've worked with a lot of people, especially when I was working in a group with other therapists and uh, psychologists, and the clients saw all of us, and many people on medication we're easily moved toward going off of medications. And the reason for that was therapeutically, it had been agreed upon in this setting that the clients would do better by learning what they needed to learn through their therapies. Their therapy would be more deeply felt more changes would happen deeply if they were not on the medication. Now that was just one center with one opinion, but it was out there. And I think it's important for people to know that many of the clients were taken off medications with their doctor's approval. And that was so that they could do the therapy in the way that the therapists had deemed was best for them. Have you tried OneSkin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you OneSkin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. 
OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Another point that I want to make is that it has been shown quite often that the SSRIs actually are shown to be very ineffective, that they just really don't work. So there's a lot of taking a medication that may have side effects that maybe won't be effective. And so this is the the type of information you need to have so that you can weigh it out. Is it worth going into that for you? Have you gathered all your information? Do you know the possible side effects? Do you know the, the real effectiveness of these particular drug or of the particular drug that you have been diagnosed? It's been mentioned over and over and over again that SSRIs are particularly ineffective, but there's a lot going on when people take them and why they take them. So it's something for you to consider. Are they working? Is this worth the side effects? Am I going to be able to come off this easily when I decide I don't want to be on it? These are great questions for you to take to your prescribing physician and get the answers. One of the things I am very big on is that you have informed consent when you are offered a drug or treatment of any kind that is going to possibly have side effects. You want to know all the information. And so it's very important that you ask those questions. And if you can get all of this written down, have it. A lot of doctors give out handouts or printouts of everything that these drugs are about. It's important for you to know this is information. This is your body and you want to make an informed consent. So let's get talking here a little bit about the idea of the, uh, I call it kind of skills versus pills. Some things that we need to learn that we may not learn if we were dependent or using drugs, medication pills as our main focus of getting better. What One of the skills that we need to learn is to be able to contain our fear. We need to learn distress tolerance. We need to know that things come and things go. And if we are dependent on taking a medication to make us feel better, we may not go as deeply into learning how to feel the fear, learning how to be with the distress and tolerate it because we are on a drug that may be changing how our mind, our brain is relating to the daily life. And you may not be feeling these fears or distress uh, as deeply as you would be if you were not on the drugs. So what, because we can't learn to under underreact when we are not feeling the full effect of something. Do you see this? So this is where sometimes the drugs are taking possibly you away from your real deep healing because you are not able to actually feel the real fear. Now, maybe you're on the drugs and hoping to get the skills enough so that when you come off of the drugs, you'll have the skills and know how to deal with it. 
Sounds like a plan. And I hope that that you will do that if you are using medications because it's your reaction to the events that cause the stress hormones to be released, right? And the drugs that are used in this case, this case I'm talking probably more about the benzodiazepines that people take in order to not feel that feeling, that deep, scary, frightful, fight or flight uh, feeling. They take the benzodiazepine and it masks the symptom, it masks the release of the hormones and the re- that scary, deep feeling. It changes that, but it did not do anything for the original issue, which was your reaction. Your reaction to a situation, to a thought, to a problem. That is the root problem. Not the racing heart, not the sweaty palms, not the scared feel like I'm going to go crazy kind of feeling. That's all symptom. And the benzodiazepine takes the symptom down, but it does nothing for the problem. And this is where here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, we focus. We focus on the root problem because once you have that under control, you don't need to be sending out those stress hormones anymore the way that you were when you were oversensitized. You begin to learn how to respond, how to respond to life, to the situations, to the thoughts. And that is a key to the healing. And that is the basic skill. Because you're overstimulated, you're sensitive, your nervous system is in a state of being in a hair trigger response. It doesn't take much to push you over the edge into a anxiety or panic attack. And it responds to every, everything very easily like that, over responds. And that is, that is the issue. And that's where if we are feeling that, we can know where we're at. We can say, okay, I'm, I'm still overly sensitized. You know, I need to keep working on my meditation. I need to keep working on my tools that all the tools that we teach here and all of the ones that you might need. You may not need everything that we're talking about. Everybody's individual and we are talking about plugging the holes in the bucket where you're just releasing these stress hormones all over the place because you're overreacting. You can even have reaction to taking the medication. I have heard this quite often, that the actual changes that you feel from taking an SSRI in this case, it changes how you feel even slightly. And that in and of itself for many people brings about more fear and it releases more stress hormones. So it isn't even giving them the uh, effect that they wanted. They are feeling different. And so they're a little afraid of that. What does that feeling different mean? And why? Because you are oversensitized. Of course, you would think like that. Of course, you would be afraid of body changes. That's where your mind body is at when you are in a state of anxiety or anxiety panic. It's a very, very touchy, sensitive place to be. And the more we can bring that down with skills and with the ability to not overreact and get into the parasympathetic nervous system on your own and let your mind body heal, the better. 
some of the other notes I made uh, using medications and why you may want to really take some thought about whether these are for you or not and what your future is with them is that um, there's a chance of, of mental dependency. Now, of course, with the benzodiazepines, there is also a physical dependency that happens that you have to work through. And these are things to think about because it's not as easy as just saying, I'm on them, now I feel better, and now I can go off of them. Again, this is a great place for you to get the information from your prescribing physician so you can make a informed consent about how these drugs work in your body. What happens when I go on them? What happens when I decide I want to come off of them? And what will the, what will that look like? And how will you help me? How will that physician help you do that? Because it is not something that you can just do on your own. And make sure that you are understanding that from the type of drug that you are taking. So again, some of the SSRIs do not cause a physical dependency per se, though not the way a benzodiazepine will, but there is a mental dependency on both. People don't want to give them up. Actually, many people can go through the physical withdrawal, which can be challenging in and of itself from the benzodiazepine, but not be able to give up the mental dependency of it. They will still insist on keeping a current prescription. They carry them with them. They won't travel without them. It's very, it can happen with anything. It happened to me with food. I carried, uh, because I had blood sugar issues both with and without my anxiety, but I would want to carry a protein bar with me. This is back in the day when bars first started becoming popular in there, and I had to have the one that had just the right amounts of uh, macronutrients in them so that I knew I could eat that and not have a blood sugar dip in case there wasn't food around. And it's kind of interesting, but that's a that's a mental dependency, and that's what happens with the drugs even after you have come off of your physical dependency on them. You may still have that mental dependency of wanting to carry it with you, depending on it, just knowing it's there like a little security blanket. So that's something that you would want to take into consideration also, because then you need to come off of that because that is a message to your mind body that you are not okay with if you don't have that with you. And that is not a secure calm feeling. That is a danger signal. It may not be as loud as some of the other danger signals that we so often send our mind body, but it is a a signal that all is not well unless I have this with me. Another thing about using uh, medications, drugs, pills, is that we often use them to eliminate the symptoms. Again, to eliminate the the pain of a panic attack, the scary feelings, the heart, the racing, the terror of them. I know them. They are terror, terror raising for sure. And those symptoms, though, those symptoms that we so, so want to get rid of are actually telling us something. Symptoms are our mind body's way of telling us that there is a tension that needs to be taken to a problem. And now in our high state of sensitivity with anxiety panic, 
we may be overreacting to these symptoms, to these messages that our mind-body is telling us. And that's uh, something we have to work on is learning to underreact or to react in not an overreactive state or way. But it is still a message. And we need to be able to learn how to understand those messages, how to decipher those messages and what to do versus just push them down, push them away. We know with anxiety panic, the more you push anything away or try to get rid of it, the deeper it goes. It really doesn't go away. And nor do those symptoms. They haven't gone away. They have only been masked. The deeper issue is still there. And the deeper issue is our need to learn how to react to life, our need to learn how to react to our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, and all that life throws at us externally. I remember hearing earlier that a large percentage of people, like up to 80% of people, after six months of stopping their SSRIs, were back to having the symptoms that they were having before taking their SSRIs. And like, I remember hearing that and thinking, well, what I know through my own practice of working with people is that many people who are on the SSRIs still have panic. They still have anxiety. And that is why I have always questioned the effectiveness of those medications. So to read that up to 80% of people 66 months afterwards have anxious anxiousness enough to call it anxiety panic, again, didn't surprise me because I actually find that people who are on the medications are still having those symptoms. And so the issue there becomes trying to tease out what are you feeling because of a side effect of the medication and what are you feeling because of your own mind-body trying to tell you something? What are your real symptoms and what are symptoms that are side effects of medications? It can just be a little tricky trying to tease some of those out. You know, we can work on it and we can do it, but it just adds another layer of things that need to be decoded and understood. I'd like to wrap this up by saying that everyone is welcome here. And I understand the many reasons that people end up taking medications for their anxiety panic. It is a world that we live in that drugs have been the answer for many things. They have been actually miraculous in many ways. And it has gone so far of now that drugs are usually the first line of of uh, treatment for people when they end up asking for help for their anxiety panic. And I'm just offering you an opportunity to Take some time, learn as much as you can, and to understand that there are other ways and that if you are not happy with how you're feeling on a medication, it's great and it's okay for you to question that. Um, many people are pressured into taking medications because of family members, friends, and physicians, and also other healthcare providers. And so 
you have to learn to be strong and look for what you want and what's important to you. Everyone else is really just looking for you to feel better. And often that is the way that they know in their own lives that one can feel better. Well, I've heard about these medications. Maybe these will help you. And so no one is trying to cause harm, but it is up to us each as individuals to know ourselves well enough to know what will help us. And I'm really hoping that the tools that we have here, the ways that we have that you can learn how to underreact to life versus overreact and learn that it is your reaction to these events and thoughts and feelings that cause the hormonal release that causes you to have those symptoms when we can really start to put all this together and add into it our uh, diet that is proper for us and our sleep that is right for us and the environment and our exercise, when we start putting it all together, it's amazing. And you actually, there's, you can't, you can't buy it. You have to do it. So I'm hoping that this episode has helped you gain a little understanding of where we stand with medications, drugs, and that if you have any questions about it, you can send your questions to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.